offering that is uh, coming up. And so if you'd like to take part in that, uh, there are some of the forms back there at the offering box. Grab one of those and then you can give uh, in an offering envelope. You just mark it Living Memorial uh, or you could give online and it is uh, online available as well. And then Mother's Day is May 14th. All moms that are in uh, the service will receive a gift. And then uh, Ladies' Tea is Saturday at 5 o'clock. Uh, and if you have a larger group that you have coming, you're going to need to be here early to get your seat. Uh, just so we don't have two people sitting here and three people sitting here and five people sitting here. If you've got a lot in your group, make sure that you're here together uh, so you can get your seats so you can sit together. And then child care uh, for the servers will be open at 430 and then uh, the attire is uh, casual there. Denim skirts, flannel shirts for the ladies, and no skirts for the men. Amen? Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, we have to say that. Now, we don't have to say that about our men. Uh, but uh, anyway, all right, Proverbs chapter 21, and look with me at verse number 20, and we will read that together, Proverbs 21 and verse number 20. Proverbs 21, 20, and let's begin. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Think about those words just for a second. There's treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. When we think about our dwelling, do we think about treasure? Or do we think about somebody else's dwelling? When we think about treasure, is it great wealth? Or is it the provisions that God has given to us? When I was in college, I heard Pastor Hiles, my pastor, he said, there's two ways to be content. To get all you want or to want all you have. Get all you want or want all you have. The reality is we can't get all we want. You know why? Because our wanter is broke. And it always wants something to replace what we don't have or some new thing. But God says in the in the house, the dwelling of the wise, he said that there is treasure to be desired. There is oil there as well. And he says, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Where money is concerned, many, most, will just spend it up. Say, Pastor, we're not in stewardship month anymore. Nope, we're not. But it's something we need right now. I think about when the Lord said, a foolish man spendeth it up. We're right at tax time. And with that, many, many are getting their refunds. But most have them spent before they even get it. 
when we look at the world around us, it tells us that there is some economic uncertainties. But we're not living accordingly. You know, when money is flowing, it's easy just to get caught up in the spending. But when the income is there and you spend all that comes in, as soon as it slows down, it gets ugly real quick. And the Lord said, there is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise. I want there to be treasure to be desired and oil in my house. Amen? You should want that as well. But the contrast for those that are not going to have that, the Bible says they spend it up. So the spending up is what removes that treasure to be desired. The spending up is what removes that oil from being there in the household, in that dwelling. And we need to be very wise about our money. We need to be wise about the signs of the time. Some of those signs come right out of the Bible. But some of those signs come right out of the, the media, the newspapers, the news of the day. Uh, USA Today uh, wrote a, recently, uh, they wrote a, uh, a article. It was entitled, 2023 Recession will start later than thought. Uh, and it was, well, this one was in February of 23. And they said 58% of the economists say that there's more than a 50% chance of a downturn in the next 12 months. Well, it has not taken 12 months for there to be a downturn. Uh, Forbes ma uh, magazine put out, there will be a recession in 2023. Many economists and financial experts are confident a uh, recession will happen in 2023. Fortune.com put out, a recession in 2023 is now inevitable. Layoffs uh, in the tech industries. More than a year ago, the forecast of a recession would begin in the second half of 2023. Uh, so here, over and over again, and these are just a few of the articles uh, that are out uh, even just recently uh, that, that are saying that there is going to be a recession. You turn on your news, it's, they talk about the, ec the economy and the recession uh, that is coming. And so, so with that, uh, we want to we make sure that we are taking care of the resources that God has given us. And with that, I want you to be prepared for what's coming. You say, well, pastor, what's coming? I don't know any more than you do. But what I do know is things economically have changed. You just have to go to the grocery store and get a gallon of milk and a dozen eggs and you know something's changed, right? You pull up to the gas station and you can realize that there has been something changing. 
we have then got, we have got to respond in like manner. Otherwise, we will be like the foolish that have spent it all up. And that's not where we want to be. We want to be the wise person. And so we want God's blessing. So let's pray together. Uh, Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for these that are here. I pray that uh, all of us will be encouraged and uh, challenged, Lord, to do what we can uh, in these uncertain times. And may you be glorified. Uh, may we truly uh, be wise people. I pray that you would help us to make wise decisions. And may we get to reap the benefits uh, following the directions in Scripture. And so bless now, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. You can be seated. So, so here as we look at uh, this, there are some things that we can look at to see where we are at uh, in, uh, our, uh, in our, our economy. And, and I want to look at some, uh, some Scriptures to help us guide our activities uh, as believers. But uh, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, is a measure, it, it measures the average price uh, of goods and services, and, and it's used to track inflation. How many of you remember 2007, 2008? How many of you remember that? What happened? The economy tanked. All right. Uh, in nineteen uh, in nineteen or in two thousand seven two thousand eight, uh, the uh, during the housing market crash, the CPI was at four two four point two percent, four point two percent. Now, in nineteen ninety, uh, it was at five point four percent. When you go farther back, seventy nine to eighty one, the CPI was at ten point one percent. Ten point one. Uh, I remember uh, buying gas for my first car. I bought, or my second car was a 1970 Nova. Uh, and it had a 307 uh, in it. And I pulled that engine and put a 327 in it. And it would scream. And so uh, my, my dad was like, how in the world are you going to afford gas? It was 75 cents a gallon. He's like, how are you going to afford gas to be able to pay for your gas? Uh, and uh, but the in that time frame, uh, or prior to just prior to that, it was at ten point one percent. In nineteen seventy three, uh, I'm not old enough to remember uh, this. Seventy three, seventy four, it was at eight point six percent and went up to twelve point three percent in uh, in nineteen seventy four. So when we, just to put this in perspective of what our current state of affairs are with inflation, uh, we see that uh, in 2007 and 2008, it was at 4.2%. As of March 1 of this year, we were at 7.03%. We were almost double the inflation that we were at in 2007 and 2008. Almost double. Yet we are acting as though there is not a problem. We are spending like there isn't an issue. And I, I am concerned as your pastor because if it continues to go a direction that they're saying it's going to go, we're going to find ourselves in some very bad spots. 
And I want to make sure that we have, we have the blessings of God in our life and we are not being that foolish person that has spent everything up. So tonight I want to speak to you on the subject of preparing for recession. Preparing for recession. And with that, trusting God's provision in uncertain times. So preparing for recession. And before a financial storm arrives, there are several steps that we can take to prepare ourselves uh, and our finances. And so as we look today, uh, I want to just look at some things that we can do as believers, as followers of Christ. We are not immune to uh, financial downturns. We are not immune to the pressures uh, of, of an uh, economy that is under stress. But we do have a unique perspective that there is a heavenly father that loves us and cares for us and wants to provide for us. But with that, he, he has expectations for us as well. And we are called to place our trust uh, in God's provision to live out, out our life. We're not to be uh, just looking at the economy. We're not to look at a paycheck as though that is our sufficiency. We need to make sure that we are looking to God uh, as the provider uh, for us. Uh, and he cares. And so tonight I want to share some biblical principles that can help us prepare for uh, recession uh, or uh, financial pressure there so we can navigate some of the uncertainties ahead. Number one, acknowledge God is the source of all blessings. God is the source of all blessings. And I think we can't lose focus of that. If we, if we put too much emphasis just on the financial uh, part of the equation, uh, we can really uh, just start to act just like an unbeliever would act. We can start to look to a job. We can start to look to a savings plan. We can look for everywhere else uh, to get our needs met. Uh, take your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Very familiar verse. Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 33, Matthew 6, verse 33. The Bible says, but seek ye first, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What are all these things? What ye shall eat and what ye shall drink, and wherewithal shall ye be clothed? Uh, for your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of all these things. The Lord knows what we need, and we've got to make sure that we are ultimately trusting him. Uh, we are looking to him for our provision, but we do need to be a good steward of what he has provided. And since he has provided, uh, if we are not a good steward of it, we will just spend it up and it will be gone. And that is not what, what uh, God's plan is. So when we prioritize our relationship with God, he will provide for our needs. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So you see that priority that's there. This priority principle is so important because in times of economic 
cosmic uncertainty, we can very easily resolve to trusting in our own financial planning and strategies. And that's not where our provision comes from. We've got to keep our focus and our trust in the Lord. He said in Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your, what? Need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, the Lord said that he would provide uh, our needs. Uh, but who was he talking to? He was talking to a generous, giving, obedient people that were following uh, him. So first of all, we need to acknowledge that God is the source of all blessings. Number two, we must be good stewards of the resources God has given to us. So the difference between those that had treasure and oil and those that did not, one was wise and one was a fool. But what was it that was, what was, it that was uh, showing which one the person uh, was, uh, was uh, uh, identified as? It was based on the actions of what they did with the resources that God had already provided. Uh, there were those that had saved, they were wise in their, uh, in their, not just in their accumulation, but also in their saving. And then there were those that just spent it up. And most of the time, our, our problems are not income problems. They are expense problems. They're expense problems. They're spending problems. So, uh, so we need to be good stewards of the resources that God has given us. In Matthew chapter 25, uh, we're not going to go there for time's sake, but verse 19 to 23, we have the parable of the talents. And with these parables of the talents, uh, there was uh, the Lord that gave these servants uh, talents and told them to, uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, go and invest these talents. And then we had two of them that had doubled what the Lord had given to them, the master had given them. And the Lord said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. There was an accommodation for what they accomplished. And they were good stewards. The steward that was not a good steward, they, they still had what they were given. They didn't spend it up, but they didn't grow it. So there was, there was an expectation of not just hanging on, but there was an expectation of growing uh, those resources and not just spending them up. So that reckoning, uh, there is a reckoning. There is a day of accountability uh, with that. Uh, stewardship. And that, that could be a day of reckoning when we get to heaven, but there also could be days of reckoning just by our actions and we are chastened because we were not good stewards. If we're not a good steward, there's going to be consequences for those actions. And and with that, that's, that's not what we want to experience. We want to be able to enjoy the, the treasure uh, to be desired and the oil in the dwelling of the wise. So in times of recession, it's especially important to be mindful of spending, of debt, uh, and unnecessary expenses. Number three, remember the vulnerable and marginalized in our communities. As Christians... We, we need to make sure that in times of, in times of financial uh, reversals, 
the people that are the most vulnerable get hit the hardest. And we need to be aware of that. That's part of the reason why we want to be a good steward. It's so we can help. It's not just about me and mine being cared for. God doesn't give me just for me and mine. It's for his kingdom. It's for his use. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we are, we are keeping in mind a uh, big picture because as a believer, our, our perspective is different. Our perspective isn't just that I've got my, uh, my money, my bills are paid, uh, and I did it right, and who cares about everybody else? That's, that's, not a, that's not a Christian perspective. I'm not talking about socialism, that we owe everybody that does not work. I'm talking about being gracious as a believer to other people to be able to help them. Take your Bibles and go to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. So we need to remember the vulnerable, the marginalized in our community, all right? First of all, we have to make sure that we do care for our family. 1 Peter 5, 8, the Bible says, but if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel, an unbeliever. So as a believer, uh, first foremost, we need to make sure that we are taking care of our family. That is our responsibility. It is not the government's responsibility uh, to take care of us. It is our responsibility. Uh, and uh, in, un in uncertain times, uh, there are opportunities to be able to do more. Go to James chapter 1. Hebrews, James James chapter 1. James chapter 1, look at verse number 11. James 1, 11, the Bible said, or 127, I'm sorry. James 1, 27, pure religion and undefiled before God, and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep them in spotted from the world. What do we find here? We find that as believers, we're to care about other people. Mine eye affecteth my heart. And there's something about uh, just helping take care uh, of other people and uh, the, the fatherless, the widows, their affliction. Uh, and so uh, we see we need to take care of our family, uh, our church, and those that uh, are uh, with that pure religion and doing what we can. Community, uh, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And I'm going quickly because this is all introduction. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 29, I believe I have 15 more points coming. Uh, and so uh, Luke 10, look at verse 29. The Bible says, but he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, and who is my, what? Neighbor. And Jesus answered, uh, saying, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, 
when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, when he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave him to the, them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor to him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. So here we find that the Lord wants us to be a blessing to those uh, that, that are around us, that surround us, people that uh, are going to come across our path. But we can't help them if we have no resources. If we just spend it up and they say, well, I, I don't have anything to help them with. There's a reality that you don't have anything. But it is, is the reality that you shouldn't have anything. Should there be something is there something different than we, that we can do? And sometimes, especially we have those that are on fixed incomes and uh, there isn't a whole lot that they can do to make changes. And I'm going to give you uh, some things tonight that I think will be a help. Uh, so uh, now we're going to get into the message, okay? Uh, and so with, with that as background, uh, I want to I just sort of go back over some things that you already know but we need to find out if in our own mind, are we doing what we know to do? Okay? So these apply to everyone, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to break it up to those that are uh, young families, younger people, uh, those that are nearing retirement, and then those that are in retirement and have fixed income. So I've got uh, some things that I want to help all of us with. Uh, and teenagers, uh, you will definitely learn some things here as well. So... This applies to everybody, but especially right now, just young families, create a budget. Create a budget. Have we heard that somewhere before? You say, Pastor, how often are you going to say that until you get a budget? Amen. You don't, the, the people that are on budgets and get it, they will never get off. You could not talk Mrs. Brown and I in getting off of our budget. He said, oh, preacher, I don't need that. I know where, I, I know where all my dollars are. I know we can pull out our, we can just pull out a, uh, your, your uh, bank statement and figure out where everything went. But that isn't a plan. A budget is a spending plan. Just knowing where your money went is just an assessment. It is not a plan. We need to have a plan for our, our money. And a budget is that plan. Dave Ramsey says this, inflation is a tax on your money and it's a sneaky tax because it doesn't show up on your pay stub. It's sneaky. All of a sudden what you had budgeted, what we had budgeted for our groceries a year ago 
Now all of a sudden we've had to make changes because that, those same dollars from last year to now, they don't, they don't line up. And without a plan, it just goes. Sort of like when you get your W-2 and you look at it and you think, where did all that money go? If you have a budget, you know where it went. And don't just say bills, Pastor. It all went to bills. But you need, you need a budget. Create a budget. We have dealt with this over and over again. Uh, but when financial crisis hits, it's too late to prepare. If the bottom falls out, and I, and I don't know that that's going to happen, but if it do, does, when it happens, it's too late. Preparing time is now. We need to be making sure that we are preparing ourselves so we are not in a bad place uh, in the future. So uh, create a budget. Number two, build an emergency fund. Amen. Does any of this sound familiar? Build an emergency fund. For 12 years I've been saying build an emergency fund. Have a budget. Disney World vacations and bass boats are not emergencies. Amen. Those aren't the emergencies. I'm not against having a bass boat. If somebody would like to buy me one, I'd love to have one. I'm not against a bass boat. But if you're going to get a bass boat, then save for a bass boat. And not, don't take from your emergency fund. I'm not against a new car. But a new car is not your emergency fund. Save for it. So three to six months worth of expenses. Uh, get that uh, saved. And you say, well, pastor, that's just a lot of money. And I don't really think I need to save that much money. Uh, the, in 2023, this is the list of companies that are already doing layoffs. Facebook, uh, Meta, Alphabet, Microsoft, Goldman Sachs, all of them already have been cutting jobs. And when you start cutting jobs at the top of the financial spectrum, it bleeds down to everybody. Just think, think for a moment, if you didn't get if you didn't have a job for three to six months, you got cut. Three to six months will disappear very quick. Very quick. He says, it's just so much money until you need it. And I was just, I was just talking, I just had a realtor uh, friend that just let us know they have sold one house this year. And I'm not talking about an average real estate agent. I'm talking about one that was top of the list agent, top of the list agent over and over and over again. The market up in Washington on housing has dropped. It can just happen like that very quickly. So we've got to be prepared. So uh, with that, uh, the, today the Fed raised interest rates for the third, uh, 
third time this year. It is now at a 16-year high, 8.25%. You know what that just did? Every mortgage, every new mortgage just went up. Every variable uh, arm that is out there, uh, it has just gone up. Every credit card rate just went up. It's gone. And it happens very quick. So it's the 10th increase in a row. And so credit card rates uh, uh, going up. Student loans, they said, are going up. Uh, So uh, number one, create a budget. Number two, build an emergency fund. Number three, reduce debt. Reduce debt. Stop the bleeding. If you can't pay for it, don't buy it. Well, I can afford the payment. Right now isn't the time to go into debt. It's not wise to go into debt. This is a time to start being prepared uh, for uh, the uh, downturn in a market, the direction that it's going. Uh, So reduce uh, debt. Diversify income streams, number four. Say, Pastor, what does that mean? Add another job. Look for ways to pick up some more income. There are lots of ways to pick up income. But you got to do something about it. Sell items that are not being used. If it's just been sitting in your garage and you're not using it and there's value to it, sell it right now. And put that money in your emergency fund. Because if the bottom falls out, people aren't going to have money to buy something. Say, well, I'll sell it later if I need to. Later won't work. We've got to be wise of what is going on. Uh, Number five, live below your means. Live below your means. If you're in, if you're Outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep will be your downfall. It is, we have got to live below our means. Don't live right at what's coming in. If that's where you're at, it is going to be so tough. Live below your means. Uh, Number six, don't rob God. Don't rob God. Don't rob God. I'm watching offerings. And they're telling me that some people are robbing God. Why? Because we're not changing our spending habits. We're still spending. And then all of a sudden, now we don't have anything left for God. We, don't, we want God's blessings. You want God's blessings. The Lord said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there may not be room enough to receive it. And God's got a bigger hand than what we have. 
We want to make sure that we're not robbing God. And so uh, with these, uh, these six points here for those, uh, especially the young families, uh, this next group here, uh, those that are heading towards retirement. Uh, number one, review your retirement and savings uh, emergency fund. Review your retirement savings and your emergency fund. You've got, to, you've got to look at where you are at big picture. Know where you're at. And uh, if, your, if your emergency fund is not funded, then get it funded. But uh, look at that. But if, if you've got that funded, make sure that you're looking at your retirement, uh, that, that savings for retirement. Uh, you want to make sure that you have enough to last out a recession uh, if we find ourselves in it. Uh, so review, review your retirement savings and your emergency fund. Uh, number two, create a retirement budget. Create a retirement budget. What is your plan for retirement? Try to figure out what it is going to take. Now, if you're, if you're 10 years out, you're not really ready for that budget, but you should have a basic idea of what you are saving towards. Um, as you are getting closer, if you're three to five years out, you need to have a budget already set up uh, that you're working to to make sure that you can live within that budget uh, based on your uh, retirement. Uh, so uh, with that, creating the retirement budget, figure in your cost of living increases. Uh, Social Security uh, cost of living adjustment was 8.7% uh, this year. So just gives you an idea of what a normal cost of living increase uh, would be. But that's what the Social Security COLA was at. Uh, but our CPI is at 7.03 right now. So pretty much the entire cost of living is eaten up just in inflation. So there is no raise there. Uh, it is all eaten up right away. So, uh, so create that retirement budget. Number three, diversify your investments. Um, uh, you you want to make sure that you are guiding, uh, uh, guarding what you have already secured. You don't want to see it uh, go away uh, because of losses. There might not be time to recover uh, from those losses. So you want to be aware uh, of that. And pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. Uh, don't be rash in your financial decisions. Especially getting closer to that retirement. You're not, I mean, you can make some quick decisions that could cost you that you might not be able to recover from. So don't be rash. Uh, talk to financial advisor. Uh, talk to some spiritual advisors. Seek financial uh, counsel from somebody that has no, no tie to your decisions, financial decisions. You want somebody that, that they're going to give you some insight and wisdom, and it is not just based on what they are going to gain out of the equation. Uh, and that's why uh, you want to make sure you have some spiritual advisors that are, uh, that are uh, well-rounded financially. Um, you want to, within that diversifying your debt, you want to pay, you want to, or within your uh, diversification, make sure that you're paying off uh, debt. Uh, paying debt off is percentages gained. So 
We might, we might not have a location that you can put your money in right now and get a great return on it, but if you have debt uh, that you could pay off and you have debt that is at a higher percent rate, then pay that debt off because that's a guaranteed savings. You get that, that debt paid down. And then consider alternative sources of income, uh, part-time work to sub- supplement retirement income, uh, rental income, maybe even downsizing if it looks like uh, you would not be able to uh, keep up with uh, the uh, location that you're in. And then for those who are retired and on a fixed income, evaluate your expenses. Evaluate your expenses. You need to know. Oftentimes, we get into that retirement age, and we think, "I don't need a budget." Uh, things of there's a history of doing things the same way, uh, and maybe there has been some wealth that has been accumulated. Uh, but evaluate evaluate your expenses and cut back where you can. Uh, I still advise that you get a budget. I I still think a budget is a good place to be, regardless. Uh, so evaluate your expenses. Shop for deals. Shop for deals. Money saved is money earned. I used to think, I'd hear people say, a penny saved is a penny earned. And I thought, what a dumb statement. No, what a dumb person. And the reality is, everything that we save is money that we now have it in our possession because it's not been wasted. Uh, so shop for deals. Now, with that, if, if you shop for deals, but you're going to have to drive across town and into the next county to get something to save a few cents, that's not saving. Now, if that's part of your recreation, that's a different ballgame. But it... But if you need to save, make sure that you're not wasting resources. To, don't waste a dollar to save a nickel. So be, be very wise in that. Plan your trips. If you're on a fixed income especially, plan your trips. Don't just run to town all the time. Plan things out. Every time you fire that rig up, Dollars are disappearing. And so try to make sure that you aren't wasting trips. So shop for deals. Look for income supplements. If you are lower income, you might be eligible uh, for the LIHEAP discount, the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program. Uh, What happens with that? Uh, There are a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, credits that you can get on your your energy bill, your PG&E bill. How many would like to get a credit on their PG&E? Oh my goodness, unbelievable. But there are some programs that are out there, but if, if you are low income, then look for those. Uh, there's a SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, uh, where you can get uh, some uh, food. Sometimes it is even restaurants that will give vouchers so many days a week and you can go in and get a free meal. And what is that? that is, that's a way to uh, save, save some resources. Uh, number four, consider downsizing to a smaller place or apartment. Uh, invest in things that are secure. Invest in things that are secure. 
CDs right now. You can get a CD from 3.875 to 5.05. That's, that's pretty safe money. And that's, that is at least something that will help. So invest in things uh, in, in some secure areas. I'm not saying you have to invest in CDs, uh, but I'm just saying those are, that's a secure way. Now, if you, have, uh, if you have a lot of money, you'll want to move that from different banks because you will, there's a limit on your FDIC insurance per bank, per person on the account, plus how much per bank institution. So if you've got, uh, I, I, it was 250000 per person, uh, and I believe now it is 500000 per couple, uh, per bank, uh, and I might be off on that, uh, but, uh, uh, but if you have multiple banks, if you have uh, more resources, that will uh, keep it safe. So you say, Pastor, what are we doing? I just want to help prepare for the unknown. I think part of that, the Bible tells us that a prudent man seeth evil afar off and hideth himself. What he sees is causing him to change his actions. And we have to look down the road, look at some of the things that are going on in the world around us, and let's be wise about it. Let's not, let's not just bury our head in the sand as if nothing has happened and nothing will ever change in our life. I was in Washington State uh, in the middle of the 2007-2008 uh, property uh, crash. Myself and another man in the church uh, we were flipping a house. And with that flip, it was, gonna, it was going to be a home run for an investment. And it went on the market for $425,000 13 years ago. It appraised, went on the market, and the week it went on the market is when the bottom fell out. And when it was all said and done, I was able to walk away with zero. It was ugly. You know, with that, some of our plans don't always work. And because of that, I've learned a few things. And what do we have to do? We have to, we have to make sure that we're being wise. I feel like it was a good decision, but there was no way for me to know that the bottom was going to fall out. And with that whole scenario, that, that made a huge impact now praise the lord we didn't we didn't lose our house over it but during the 2008 housing crash i personally know many people who lost their homes i know many pastors who lost their homes during that time 
I don't know what later on in the year is going to bring our direction, but I don't want anybody to be in a financial crisis where they're trying to figure out where they're going to live or what they're going to do and how they're going to take care of their family. Let's be wise with the treasure that's to be desired and the oil that is to be in the house, the dwelling of the wise. Let's not just spend it all up. So let's look at our spending. Let's look at how we are treating the assets and resources that God has given to us, and let's be wise. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for our people, and uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help all of us uh, to make decisions that would be uh, that would be wise and that you would be able to uh, bless us, help us, uh, Lord, not to set ourselves up for failure, set our families up for failure. And so give us insight, help us to follow uh, good principles that we've been given and uh, allow uh, these, these biblical principles to, to help us in our daily lives. And uh, may we be able to be a help and a blessing uh, to our families and those that are around us. Uh, may you send resources to us and may we use them for your glory. So help us tonight uh, to be able to uh, take these truths and apply them, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. All right. I'm not going to have an invitation tonight.